Good morning and welcome to St. Gabriel Catholic Radio to the live Sacred Heart Hour show on the first Friday of the month. As we're in the month of June, it is the month of the Sacred Heart, so this hour is a special hour for us to be with you and for you to be with us here on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. This is Father Stosh Daly joining you live with Chuck and Joanne Wilson. Good morning. Good morning. And as we begin this Sacred Heart Hour on the first Friday of the month of June, the month of the Sacred Heart, we invite you to join us by praying the morning offering prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, the salvation of souls, reparation for sin, and the reunion of all Christians. I offer them for the intentions of our bishops and of all apostles of prayer, and in particular, for those recommended by our Holy Father this month. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 So the marathon begins. Yes, it does. <laughs> well, you know, Father... Get on your mark. As, I wore the wrong shoes. <laughs> Me too. As, as a convert, one of the things that I have learn, and it's been a real grace to me, is how Mary helps lead us to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I know we just celebrated the Feast of the Visitation yeah. on the 31st, and now we're in June, which is the month of the Sacred Heart. Yep. What's the connection here? Am I missing? Am, am I on? Is, is it correct that she's just leading us to the month? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Jesus is the glue. So without him, these things don't make sense. But like you said, uh, on the 31st of May, we celebrate the beautiful, the great Feast of the Visitation. Now, if we just take a moment and consider, in the Feast of the Visitation, we remember the words of the Gospel of Luke, which recount Our Lady journeying with haste to the hill country, carrying Jesus within her womb as she goes to be of assistance to her cousin Elizabeth, who is also with with child, uh, John, John the Baptist. Our Lady greets Elizabeth, and when the sound of her voice hits the ear of Elizabeth, the infant within her womb leaps for joy. So what happens in this beautiful event in the life of Jesus being carried into the world already by his mother, even the voice of Mary communicates the presence of Jesus. So Our Lady, on that last day of May, uh, on the 31st of May, we celebrate the Feast of the Visitation, And it's a beautiful opportunity to consider how Our Lady is already carrying our Lord. And through her voice, we come to know of his presence. And then it ushers us right into the month of June, which is the month of the Sacred Heart. So Our Lady literally ushers us right into the month of the heart of her son. So her voice communicates his presence to us. That's why I love the church. (laughs) There's always a reason (laughs) for everything. It's It's like we're in the fast lane. We (laughs) never get to slow down. And you know what? I just learned this this year. The last Saturday of May, whatever date it may be, the last Saturday of May is reserved uh, for a lot of communities of sisters as the Feast of Our Lady of the Sacred Heart. So Saturday is always reserved for Our Lady, but the last Saturday of May is Our Lady of the Sacred Heart, and it's usually an image of Mary holding the baby Jesus with his heart exposed. Really? And it's to, po- it's to cultivate that attentiveness to the month that is coming is the month of Jesus, the that month of the Sacred beautiful. Heart. It and, is beautiful. And we have to always, you know, reconnect that St. John the Baptist, totally. acknowledging the presence to unborn children yeah. and that dignity of the unborn child. Yep. You know, Father, and again, for our listeners, this is the Sacred Heart Hour, and um, uh, we want to first of all thank our first 
first-time listeners today and all those that have joined us before. Brace and yourselves. Also, and pray <laughs> for us. us. Everybody pray <laughs> for us. Because uh, we don't rehearse this. There is no rehearsal. This is actually live without any time of rehearsing. That is very true. And um, we also want to just um, reach out to our friends of the Sacred Heart uh, that have supported us. And for those that want to go deeper into the heart of Jesus, go to welcomeisheart.com for more information regarding the devotion and enthronement of the Sacred Heart. But Father, since we're entering into the month of the Sacred Heart, it brings us back to St. Margaret Mary. Mm -hmm. And I thought we would be discussing this morning three revelations and encounters that stand out more vividly from the scholars of the Church for what was known to St. Margaret Mary and what was requested of her when Jesus appeared in 1673 and 1675. And Father, how this month we will be touching on, only through the grace of God, fulfilling all three requests by Jesus to continue to promote the devotion and enthronement to the Sacred Heart. And Chuck, I think, you know, you have shared, and I think it's important to share, that this is Jesus. This is not an apostolate that, you know, that, you know, it's not something that, you know, we have created. No, yes. The laity. Uh, yep. This is actually from Jesus. Yeah. So we can have confidence that this is true and that he desires it. Well, let's do this. We're going to back up, Father. Believe it or not, we're going to change the script. How, f- oh. <laughs> How far are we All ro- right. rewinding? Okay, let's go. <laughs> All right. A little bit of the timeline of the history, which leads us from St. John the Apostle up to St. Margaret Mary. Mm. So people can really fully understand that this didn't just start with her. Yeah, that's true. And from the beginning of Christian story, Believers have taken a deep interest in the heart of Jesus from the revelation of two passages in the Gospel of John. St. John drawing the living waters from the heart of Jesus by reclining on the bosom of our Lord at the Last Supper and the image of the pierced side on the cross which the blood and water flow. Mm. And in, in so doing that, Father, we understand from the early fathers According to them, John's gospel revealed the sacred heart of Jesus as the fountain of life that is the source of the church, of the gospels, of the sacraments, and grace. Yep. I mean, so it just <laughs> <Mind> started <blowing. laughs> right from the beginning. <laughs> it's true. And and a lot of people say, well, when, are, when did all this begin? And where did it all start? I mean, it's rooted in the gospels. I mean, it's rooted in the love that the Father has for the Son and the Son has for the Father, and it it permeates all of John's gospel. The heart is the person of Jesus, and the person of Jesus is summarized by the reference of that word, the heart, you know, the totality of the person who stands before you. So when we refer to the, the heart of Jesus, the heart of God, you know, is Jesus not a divine person? He's sacred. So his sacred person, his divine person, stands before us. So it's summarized as the sacred heart. And, you know, it's really when we have to kind of keep amazing, our Father in heaven loves us so much. He does not want us to dwell at a great distance from him. He wants us to be close. He wants us to be warm, engulfed in his love, surrounded by his love, his providential care. And 
he sends his son to us, Jesus, in the fullness of the manifestation of that love, love incarnate. And so when we encounter Jesus, we encounter the love of the Father. So anything and everything you may hear or learn or even use in your prayer life or see with your eyes that pertains to the Sacred Heart, it's supposed to go right back to the Gospel and then from the Gospel, the gospel go right back to the Father's love for us. When you hear about these different saints, like St. Margaret Mary, you know, these are kind of apostles of the manifestation of God's love. Yeah. And so a lot of people say, well, Everything started in the 1670s. No, everything started in the love the Father has for us and the sending of His Son. And then that really takes on a lot of flesh. It becomes visible and totally made manifest before us in the gospel, you know, and in all the gospels. But John's gospel gives us insights that are particular to cultivating that attentiveness to the Father's love and to the light that overcomes the darkness and the life that conquers death. I mean, the language is all there, but, you know, we, we tend to wander. As humans, we Hmm. tend to wander, we get overwhelmed, we get lost. And that's why the Lord, throughout the ages, he continues to reveal over and over and over again this burning love he has for us. With no barriers. With no barriers and no cost. Hmm. I mean, it's, it's there right before us. And he wants to be so close to us to even dwell in our own homes and then to be consumed in Holy Communion Hmm. to dwell within. I mean, this is... This is the devotion. So when people say, oh, this is just one of many, it's like, no. Mm-hmm. You'll hear from one pope after another, this is the devotion of all devotions because it's a devotion to the person of Jesus. And I know, Father, Beautiful. that we go forward into the Middle Ages and reading about how the Dominican, and I know our brother Dave over there will be happy to hear, Franciscans <laughs> and saints of the church gave a tremendous impetus oh, yeah. to the devotion of the Sacred Heart. It was really coming about now and then we go to the Visitation Order, mm-hmm. which is our patron saint of the diocese, St. Francis yeah. de Sales. Yep. And you went to the Sales High School. And I'm sure they have the honor of, of St. Francis de Sales. <laughs> My sure picture is right next to his. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or behind it. And, uh, they put a mustache on yours. And how he had a follower there in St. Jane. Francis de Chateau, yep. and how they established a religious institute of the visitation around the human heart yeah. and the divine heart. Yep. And from that visitation, where does St. Margaret Mary join the cloister order of the visitation? Yep, exactly. And here we had an installation ordination of Bishop Earl, and we had some sisters yes. from the Visitation. The Visitation yeah. Monastery in Toledo. Wow. Yeah. yeah, what a gift. So you, you can see that this leads to St. Margaret Mary, who entered the order, and I didn't really realize it's a cloister convent. Yeah, so the Order of the Visitation has two branches, one of which is strictly cloistered and contemplative, and one of which uh, lives in a contemplative setting of lifestyle, but then they tend to have an active apostle, so they usually teach. But the visitation uh, monastery that is usually thought of by most people are the ones that are cloistered nuns, like the ones in Toledo. And they receive special permission of two sisters uh, come out of the monastery and attend Bishop Fernandez's ordination installation. So it was a true gift to have two visitation nuns present at that mass in a diocese that's under the patron of St. Francis de Sales, their holy founder, you know, and attending the mass of... Uh, Bishop uh, Earl Fernandez, when he was ordained and installed, he himself is fiercely devoted to Our Lady, hmm. and he takes her as his patroness. Hmm. And, I mean, it, 
And then, of course, you have the Sacred Heart devotion just permeating the life of the local church. So it was a beautiful, like, full Humans circle. Humans could not orchestrate all of <laughs> no. that. so true. This is so beautiful. Yeah. And then really as she entered, she heard those words from our Lord, this is where I want you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm thinking it's a cloister. Now, how are you going to spread this devotion? <laughs> yeah. It's true. So guess what? The Lord had a plan. And she became the clay in God's hands through which the communi- he communicated his redemption plans for our age. Unlike many mystical visions of the Sacred Heart that preceded those of St. Margaret Mary, her vision did not center upon personal grace for her own growth and holiness, but rather upon a mission to the church. Yeah. So true. it was never going to be about you got to take it forward. And then finally... Um, she had so many different communications with our Lord, and we're going to touch on three of them. But what was immediately given to her after our Lord appeared to her was a guide, and it was St. Francis of Assisi, mm. that that was to be the guide to help her through this. And then the two spiritual directors were the ones to be able to take all of what she did, all of what she saw, and do writings on them. Yeah. So that's how the devotion spread. Spread, yep. Because it couldn't go out of a cloistered convent. Right, yeah. So when we go back to these three apparitions, Father, and then love to have you comment on them. The first one, I'm just going to summarize at the end, when he divulged his heart, and then he exchanged hearts with, with St. Margaret Mary to give her that fire. At the end, Jesus called St. Margaret Mary his beloved disciple of the Sacred Heart and asked St. Margaret Mary to spread the devotion of the Sacred Heart. Thus began the Sacred Heart devotion. Mm-hmm. And how that's what he wants to spread. Yep. And, you know, we're coming up, and I know Emily's going to be joining us talking about the webcast, but we are coming up to a great event coming up on June 14th where we're going to be going worldwide at 8 o'clock. People can register on welcomeisheart.com on a webcast with different speakers uh, really going deeper of how the heart of Jesus is changing lives, not only in Columbus, but around the 50 states and beyond. And I think that's how we continue to be disciples, is to spread this and not just keep it to ourselves. Any thoughts on this, Father? Well, I I mean, it comes down to if you want the faith to be strong within your own heart, it's really something you have to cultivate, but also spread and share. And so when someone, you know, will approach me and say, Father, I enthroned my home to the Sacred Heart. You know, I went through the process of prayer and preparation um, with my family. We did the ceremony. We entrusted ourselves and our home to the power and the glory of Jesus' Sacred Heart as King, Brother, and Friend. But now I just kind of feel like it's grown cold or I've grown distant. And it's like, but how often do you spread it? How often do you share of it? Share it. How often do you speak of it with people around you? And you, know, if and you get that like blank, awkward stare in response. It's like you, you don't understand. Like Part of the way that is essential to honoring his heart is by sharing the gifts that he bestows. Mm-hmm. So as you have accepted his heart into your home and you've asked the Lord to be king, brother, and friend over you and your loved ones in your life, 
that's something that you really you've been entrusted with and you have to share and spread and announce to others and invite others and that's how you keep it strong that's how you keep it alive and it's really not a hard thing to do no because when you cooperate by you know exposing and honoring yeah you do experience jesus is, makes good on his promises yeah. and those especially that you love or people god puts in front of you yep you want to share it yeah. just as, you know, something good happens to you or, you know, of a, you know, wonderful sale going on, Father, that you <laughs> <laughs> you want to share it. And this is, you know, this after is, you've gone through. Exactly. This is the most important thing in life, especially during these times, especially during these times. Mm-hmm. And, are, yeah. you know, when you mentioned coldness. In the Magnificat on Thursday, this uh, June 2nd, by Pope Pius XI. Father, this is a paragraph, and I'm thinking, you you must have studied this one earlier, because you you were right. Namely, the fact when the charity of Christian people was growing cold, divine charity itself was set forth to be honored by a special worship and riches of the bounty was made widely manifest by that form of the devotion wherein worship is given to the most sacred heart of Jesus, in whom all, all in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Yeah. Wow. I mean, how many hearts are cold? We're, we all have cold hearts sometimes. There are. Yes, it's Maybe true. Maybe more than ever. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's easier to get a cold heart. Yeah, and I, and I thought a lot of people hear that and they're like, "Well, what's that even mean?" And I always was like, "Have you ever felt lost? You don't know where you're going. You don't know what you're doing. You don't know what you're supposed to do. You don't know where you are in life. Maybe in your prayer life, you're not really sure what to do, how to do it. What's the next step? Well, that's that's experiencing a coldness, a distance from the Lord. And all you have to do is just open yourself up to the love of God, open yourself up to the heart of Jesus, and You know, one of the most beautiful, simple prayers is, Lord, teach me how to pray. Holy Spirit, let your words be my words. And you'll just catch the flame. You'll catch that love. You know, it's really something that is uh, so easy to uh, obtain if we but open ourselves to the Lord's love and mercy. And it's something that we all need. And it's a coldness that we all experience or desire in one shape, way, or form. And constantly. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think, you know, there's just a beautiful gift there um, to make use of that incredible wideness and great generosity in the Father's love that is made visible before us in the heart of Jesus. Well, and I think today we talked about being a disciple. What is being a disciple of Christ? Well, first of all, it starts in the home. Yeah. Starts with your relationship with Jesus. Yeah, in your own heart. And then yeah. it starts, okay, what yeah. are we going to do different in the home? Yeah. What coldness do we have to remove from this home? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, so forth. So I think we're all called to be disciples. And one way to spread it is we talked about last night at our monthly Sacred Heart meeting, we talked about the power of that prayer card. Oh, yeah. That we've already given out about thousands and thousands. Thousands. Hundreds. Yeah. Over a hundred oh, thousand. Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And thousands and thousands. And just. Just go ahead yeah, and pass one of those out. Absolutely. Totally. And just say, this has made a difference in my life. 
I'm yep. sharing it with you. It's got our website. They can go on the website. Yeah. And, you know, there's a very, it's inexpensive. It's a donation, mm-hmm. evangelization kit that so you easy. can bring Jesus in yeah. your home, enthrone him, and then start honoring him and let him take over, as you say, Father. Let yeah. him move the furniture. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so anyway, um, at this point, we're going to go into the second apparition, which are the two things uh, that happened in the following year, two things that he requested to receive Holy Communion on the first Fridays of every month, and our Lord asked for reparation from his faithful friends to console him for the coldness and indifference to so many to so many show him, and also spent an hour of prayer the night before. Yeah, those are the two key things yeah. he's requesting. And let's talk about First Friday. We, we well, we got a call in, <laughs> <laughs> so let's hear from Emily. And uh, Emily, you there? Good morning, everyone. I really good, good morning. The, the Sacred Heart Hour this morning as you're really highlighting the gift of the month of the Sacred Heart. And uh, so much is going on here right in our own diocese, isn't there? Absolutely. And maybe Emily is the executive director. Just bring people up to date on the webcast, because I know this is a major way to help spread the devotion and throne of the Sacred Heart. Every year, this is our second anniversary uh, during the month of June, having this webcast. Yeah, this webcast is really significant. As we know, the enthronement of Sacred Heart, I love to say that Columbus is the hub for a lot of these great evangelization pushes. As you know, we have the, we have the First Friday radio program. We have um, you know, these monthly gatherings. We have the Sacred Heart Congress. And we felt like stepping forward and providing a webcast is a great way to evangelize others on the testimonies, the gift, the power that comes when you welcome Jesus into your life. And so it will be full of testimonies, including um, just some, you know, what a school enthronement testimony, a parish enthronement testimony. You know, I'll be giving some words. And then inviting people into the mission field, inviting them to become um, a monthly sustaining donor so that you know, we can make sure that this ministry continues, you know, not just month after month, but year after year. And um, our, our excitement will, you know, continue, but this is, this is our platform. So the great news about the Sacred Heart webcast, you can find it right on our regular website, welcomeisheart.com, or we have a specific website we created, sacredheartwebcast.com, is where you can sign up. It's free to attend, and it's really going to be a significant evening um, in the light of not only our ministry, but I believe in the movement of re-Christianizing, you know, Catholic homes and getting images back in homes and, and helping us reach others. Well, I know, Emily, we, we talked earlier about how this really started with St. John the Apostle and all the way through the early fathers and uh, the visitation in St. Margaret Mary. And then well, we had Father Matteo, who really took this to the next level because every the hearts were changing, secular world was coming in. So then all of a sudden he said the answer is getting the heart of Jesus back in the homes to expose an honor that he's requested. And then it went through a couple other organizations down the line. 
And now we're sitting here in Columbus uh, as the national of the enthronement and devotion of the Sacred Heart. And I think this webcast really helps people understand why why the Lord wants to have his Sacred Heart exposed and honored in families today. And also, I think being able to hear the witnesses, we are fortunate those who are, you know, really actively promoting it and Emily and get the newsletter, sign up for the newsletter. Emily always has witnesses stories, but we need those stories. We need they build us up. They give us the uh, the, you know, the fire to go out and spread it. And uh, so the webcast will have that. And especially, you know, even for the schools and businesses and you know, it'll be a little sampling of what the Lord is doing and wants to do by enthroning and exposing his most sacred heart. And well, this, I think this, you bring this, up a good point real quick is that, you know, one of the things St. Margaret Mary Alico shares is that Jesus wants to give us graces to touch unfeeling hearts, you know, and mm. that hard-heartedness. You know, a lot of us are raising family members or family members have left the church and we don't know what to do. And I think the first step is exposing and honoring his heart so that your your family can be blessed. And, and a lot of people don't understand this movement of enthronement is about converting the entire family unit, no matter where they are in that journey, and entrusting the family unit. And I, I think you did a great job earlier highlighting some of the key history to this movement and then saying that someone has to step up into leadership of, you know, pushing forward and promoting the kingdom of God. And I believe that's what the enthronement does. It says, you know, as from my house, we shall serve the Lord. And yet we meet people where they're at. So that's a, a powerful way. It's, you know, this, this webcast, this ministry, it's, it's significant. And a lot of times people will say, well, you know, what, what do you even need funds for I'll tell you, so many, you know, parishes, schools, convents, they reach out to us all the time, and we don't turn anyone away. We don't turn a family away that needs an image of the Sacred Heart or wants the enthronement materials or all the printing costs of, you know, getting those materials out. So, you know, this this ministry is significant to work with our pastors, Emily. You have done such a good job of explaining the five easy steps of really what are we talking about as far as the enthronement process. Do you think you could just go through those again? Sure. You know, one of the things we realized is that at welcomesheart.com is we're trying to reduce the intimidation of taking that first step into really reactivating your faith life. And as we, um, you know, the five easy steps are as easy as first choosing the date of the moment. We put that first because you need to get it on your calendar. You need to say, this is important to my family. The second easy step is, you know, choosing an image. You know, what's the image for our family? I always tell people it needs to be respectful. It needs to honor the Lord. But, you know, that's one reason why we have those images and the same image I welcome is heart.com. It's the same image that Mother Teresa used all throughout her homes of the sick and the dying. You know, the third easy step is choosing a predominant place. And, you know, I do tell people it might be as 
simple as, you know, saying I need to call my decorator or, you know, I need to begin with putting it on the mantle and then we'll find that right place, but choosing a dominant place. The third or the fourth step is prepare your heart. Prepare your heart. So important that we take that step forward and begin to reactivate prayer at our home. You know, of course, pray the rosary, pray the rosary every day. But, you know, where, where to begin, we recommend with a decade of the rosary and family prayer. The fifth easy step is enthronement. Celebrate it. Go ahead and move forward. And we always recommend enthroning on a Sunday because we want you to connect the Eucharistic heart with the sacred heart that's, you know, going to be right in your home. So, yes, having crucifixes are important in our home. Having Catholic images are important in our home. But I believe having the image of the heart of Christ reminds us of what is love, who is love. It is Jesus Christ who died for us. So I hope that this was helpful. I hope that you join us live. We'll be live for the webcast. Please help us spread the word, because without our Catholic radio, without our our friends of, of the ministry, you know, we can't do it alone. So. And Emily, what date and what time and how long is the webcast? It's June 14th. It is starts at 8 o'clock. It will be about 48 minutes. Um, it will be an opportunity for you to dive deeper. You can watch it right in your home and visit sacredheartwebcast.com. And that's 8 o'clock p.m. P.m., yes. Eastern Standard Time. And for everybody listening, you're saying, what can I do? This is the month of the Sacred Heart. No better way than on June 14th at 8 o'clock that night is to spend 48 minutes and really listen to the stories, listen to how the hearts are being changed. And it renews us to go back into our homes and take those cold hearts and warm them up with Jesus and say, Jesus, you are the King, brother, friend, and Savior of our house. And really start making that and honoring our Lord. Any other thoughts you have, Emily? Well, first, I just want to thank everyone. I have a, a heartful gratitude for St. Gabriel, for this continual airing, this amazing radio program, the Sacred Heart Hour. I want to thank my parents and Father Stosh. Thank all of our donors, our supporters, our friends, the ministry, every single person that is doing their part to promote the kingdom of God. Well, God bless you, Emily, and we really appreciate calling in. And for everybody, we'll talk on the next session a little bit about the webcast, but this is going to be a major event. Major. I th- you know, one of the things as we um, – thank you for your time spent with us, uh, Emily. When you look ahead, if – you know, you can do anything and everything you can on your schedule to participate in that webcast. Just consider, you know, the webcast as an opportunity to be encouraged, an opportunity to be inspired, an opportunity to be empowered in the faith, enlightened in the faith, and to be impacted by the faith, but also motivated to share. Mm. Um, you know, you, you have these be- just beautiful bullet points that will direct us right towards that webcast and that event. And the beautiful thing is you can participate from home, yeah. you know. Um, so what a gift. But, uh, you know, as we... And it's free. And it's free. That's, all, that's a great gift. Yeah. You know? Thanks to our friends of the Sacred Heart. You know? 
<laughs> but when you when you consider, you know, on this first Friday, here we are, this uh, hour dedicated to the Sacred Heart on St. Gabriel Radio in the month of June. We bring to a close this first segment of the hour. We've covered a lot of territory, still a lot more territory to cover. So keep uh, keep us live, keep us on the air in your radio, and uh, join us for the next segment. But as we bring this to a close, before we head into a break, we we just enter into prayer, and we invite you to join us as we keep the Sacred Heart in front of um, the eyes of our mind, the eyes of our soul. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Most kind Jesus, we humbly kneel at your feet. We renew the consecration of ourselves to your divine heart. Be our King forever. In you we have full and entire confidence. May your Spirit penetrate our thoughts, our desires, our words, and our deeds. Bless our undertakings, share in our joys and in our trials and in our labors, and grant us to know you better, to love you more, and to serve you without faltering. Amen. 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 Holy Spirit, we come before you as we prepare to welcome our brothers and sisters to hear the powerful gospel message at the Rescue Project live experience with Father John Ricardo on June 18th at the Ohio Expo Center. Lord, we live in a time that is confusing, but we trust that you are leading us to a deeper clarity through your ordained Son, Father John Ricardo. Let his words be your words. Let them pierce our hearts, inspire us with passion and clear purpose, and give us courage at such a time as this. We ask for an outpouring of protection and boldness for Father John Ricardo, his team, all those volunteering and organizing this event, for those who are planning to attend. We pray for revival. Empower us to reach out to our friends and invite them to the Rescue Project so our world can be returned to you, whole, restored, and in love with you now and forever. Amen. There are hundreds of billions of stars in our galaxy and over a hundred billion galaxies in our universe. When you think about that, it's easy to feel insignificant and small. But I think God is looking down from heaven saying, you're huge next to all this. Look, as big as the mountains are, can they make a choice? As big as an ocean is, can it love someone? As big as a galaxy is, can it change directions? No, but you can. More than anything in creation, you are the mirror image of God. You have a soul. You have an intellect and will. You can know, make decisions, give and receive love. And ultimately, you're made to share in the love of God forever. You stand apart from everything. And you'll still be around long after all this has passed. Sure, you're physically small in this universe. But when you think about the ways that you and all people stand out from the rest of creation, you're kind of a big deal. (laughs) This is Chris Stefanik from reallifecatholic.com. Our family has spanned the centuries and the globe. With God's grace, we started hospitals to care for the sick. We established orphanages and helped the poor. We are the largest charitable organization on the planet, bringing comfort to those in need. We educate more children than any other institution. We developed the scientific method and founded the college system. We defend the dignity of human life and uphold marriage. Guided by the Holy Spirit, we compiled the Bible. We are transformed by sacred scripture and sacred tradition, which have guided us for 2,000 years. We are the Catholic Church. With over one billion in our family, sharing in the sacraments and fullness of the Christian faith, Jesus started our church when he said to Peter, the first pope, You are rock, and upon this rock I will build my church. So if you've been away from the Catholic Church, we invite you to take another look. Visit catholicscomehome.org today. 
We are Catholic. Welcome home. Once again, good morning and welcome to St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. This is the Sacred Heart Hour coming to you live from the studios here at St. Gabriel Radio Station on this first Friday of the month, the month of June, which is the month of the Sacred Heart. This is what we call perfect timing. Yeah. <laughs> this is the Sacred Heart Hour yes. in the month of the Sacred Heart here on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. We invite you to join us in this second segment as we direct the attention of our minds and hearts to the heart of Jesus on this Sacred Heart Hour. And we invite you to join us in a spirit of prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. O most holy heart of Jesus, fountain of every blessing, I adore you, I love you, and with a lively sorrow for my sins, I offer you this poor heart of mine. Make me humble, patient, pure, and wholly obedient to your will. Grant, good Jesus, that I may live in you and for you. Protect me in the midst of danger. Comfort me in my afflictions. Give me health of body, assistance in my temporal needs, your blessing on all that I do, and the grace of a holy death. Amen. Amen. In the name Amen. of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Chuck and Joanne, that prayer pretty much covers everything. It does. <laughs> There's it, nothing it really left untouched by that prayer. You know, I, I'm not part of the Moo Moo uh, Club. You know, I still have to pay the $5. <laughs> I, I can't go in and be a member and drive in on the right lane. But this is like the Moo Moo special. This covers everything. Your, your tires, your roof, your windows, Everything in a car, this tire, everything in a family, everything in our souls. I'm glad you brought that full circle because I was like, I know, I Joanne and I are usually the ones who are wandering yeah, around. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So it is the full works. There's hope for him. It, it, you know, I the full works. That's what you order. But I was thinking, Father, last night at our meeting, someone mentioned this, and I thought, wow. We're talking about our children in colleges, our children mm. in high school, and one thing they all have today father is a cell phone it's true everybody has a cell phone yeah she yep. took to the it's back true. of her cell phone and said i'm going to take one of these prayer cards mm. with jesus picture and put it on the back of all of my children's cell phones That's, yeah. during the month of june yep because i want them to be protected yeah by the love and the heart of jesus and I thought, what a great way. It's a brilliant way, yeah. Great way for families. And we'll talk about better ways that you can do honor the Sacred Heart during this month. But I know, Father, after Emily called in and we talked about the webcast, um, we also were talking about the second apparition. The first one was St. Margaret Mary becoming the disciple to spread this devotion of the Sacred Heart by our Lord. But the two things to receive second apparition a year later, to receive the Holy Communion on first Fridays of every month. And our Lord asked for reparation from his faithful friends to console for the coldness and indifference so many show him. Also, spend an hour of prayer the night before. Father, I, I'm not sure in my 11 years that I fully understood until I was reading some books and putting this together how important first Friday is. Mm. It's something that it's not like it's an option. Right, yeah. Well, it's, it is an option, but it's very important. It's not a <laughs> holy day of obligation, but yeah. Well, Father. <laughs> <laughs> he 
this side of the table. I, I'm from he the, plays I, that. I'm from the old hard, school. Though. You just do it, you know. <laughs> Forget about what Joanne said. Just do it. He forgets what I say a lot of times. And this is also marriage counseling hour here <laughs> on St. Gabriel Radio. <laughs> All right, Father, help us. Help us. Dig us out, Father. God is love. Uh, <laughs> well, here's the thing. I mean, you're both right. Uh, so we'll just begin this counseling session by acknowledging <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, like, when you come to know his sacred heart, when you come to love his sacred heart, when you get to know and love and serve the Lord, uh, you want to be there. And you want to make sure that nothing gets in the way of you being there on the First Friday. But one of the key elements of this First Friday uh, gift that the Lord gives to the church is um, reparation. You know, understanding how much he loves us and how few of us love him in Mm -hmm. response and love him in return. And, you know, um, and this is a a very pertinent and it might even be a painful example. But if we think about what's happened in our country over the last couple of weeks and think of the number of people who have been doing some very deep, painful soul searching as a result of the manifestation of evil Mm. and the innocent children who have suffered and died. And there's a lot of people doing that soul searching. But you know, here's the thing. The darkness, the coldness that envelops the world leads a lot of people to lash out against God. They accuse God. They attack God. In fact, even some organizations and politicians and media outlets will accuse those who are religious, those who are Christian. Mm -hmm. They blame it on fanatics and all these other things. But Do we understand that when people lash out against the Lord, when they accuse the Lord, when they attack the Lord, those are sins against Jesus? Yeah. I mean, the one who suffered the most in the midst of all of that was the Lord who gave the gift of life, the Lord who lived and loved uh, those who are innocent and victims. And so when we think of reparation, it's like, Lord, you suffered more than anyone in the midst of that evil, you know? And so I'm going to make an act of reparation, almost like I'm going to make an act of repair, for the failure of humanity to turn to you with love and trust and confidence. And I'm going to present myself before you on this first Friday. The question is, why Friday? Well, that's the day of the passion. You know, that's the day of the passion. Well, why the first Friday? Well, the idea going back to Thursday is always set aside every week for honoring the Holy Eucharist. And then the very first Friday after the octave of Corpus Christi, in the month of June, it would be the Solemnity of the Sacred Heart. Well, it carries over that first Friday. Mm. So whenever we think of the first Friday of the month, it's actually like living in memory of that first Friday that followed the octave of Corpus Christi. Mm. And so we carry it over through the rest of the year. On the first Friday, I'm going to return to the Lord with an act of love, with an act of devotion, with that desire to repair the brokenness in the relationship between humanity and Jesus. I want to have a healthy relationship. But there's a lot of people who don't know how to have a healthy relationship. They lash out against the Lord. They cry out against the Lord. They blame the Lord. They attack. They deny that Jesus is Lord. So we come before him on the first Friday of the month, mindful of the gift of the Eucharist, mindful of the gift of his presence, mindful of the gift of his mercy and the gift of his love. And on that Friday, the first Friday of the month, you know, we approach the altar of the living God, we pray the Mass, we receive our Lord in a state of grace and Holy Communion, and then we make an act of love with those graces back to the Lord. Lord, I am here. Even if no one else is here, I am here to keep vigil with you on this Friday, this first Friday. And, you know, the, there's when you have just horrible evil happening, mm-hmm. and 
you ask the question why, I think we have to go back to the heart of the person yep. who really is involved with the evil, who who committed the evil, and not necessarily the instrument used, because there are many instruments used for destruction and evil. But it starts in the heart of the person who chooses to inflict, you know, evil on another or the world. So that's what we're talking about, the transformation of the human heart, more like the sacred heart of Jesus. It's really, you know, it's really like, um, it's it's like heart surgery. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Take my yeah. heart. And, and heal I know, it. And I know what we do to answer this request of, of our Lord is for everybody that's listening, that is uh, that receives the monthly newsletter, the first of the month, Keep the Flame Burning, that Emily, our executive director, puts out. Why? To prepare you for the first Friday. First Friday, Friday. exactly. Second of all, it's why true. do we have this program on first Friday? Yeah. It's the yep. first Friday <clears throat> Sacred Heart Hour program. And thirdly, we now have Sacred Heart meetings at St. Paul's on the vigil of First Friday. So that's the Thursday night. And why? Because there's uh, there's adoration going on mm-hmm. up till 6 o'clock. You can spend an hour from 5 to 6 as our Lord wants. Spend an hour with me because that was the agony. Yeah. And second of all, you can receive Jesus at Mass. And thirdly, you can receive a talk to go deeper with it. This is all around First Friday and what this request was, honor the First Friday and honor the hour before on Thursday night. And also, Emily's book, Secrets of the Sacred Heart, is a wonderful way to really go deeper in an understanding of these promises. It's very readable. It's very understandable. And it's another aid. That's why it was written, is another aid to really just um, just embrace the promises, to then even have words to be able to share about the promises. And now, Father, we go to the third apparition revelation, which is at the last, this was the last one that St. Margaret Mary, and this is how it would have said about it. For this reason, I ask that the first Friday after the octave of the Feast of Corpus Christi be set aside as a special feast day to honor my heart by receiving Holy Communion on that day and making reparation for the indignity Jesus has received. And I promise that my heart will expand. Boy, that's important. Mm -hmm. And I promise that my heart will expand itself to pour out abundantly the influences of its love on all those who will give it this honor. And, I underline this, get others to do the same. Second, spend an hour of prayer. No, so, so to get others to do the same. So I think, Father, this is like, this is the day. This yeah. is like our Super Bowl. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. That's true, yeah. yeah. And he wanted a yeah. feast day. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on that? Well, I, you know, a lot of people ask about the timing. They'll think, why mm-hmm. is the Solemnity of the Sacred Heart just kind of floating out there on this random Friday in June? Mm-hmm. 
Well, the timing is incredibly powerful. It's it's significant and it's also important. But we have to remember when the Lord appeared to St. Margaret Mary and he spoke of his desire for all of humanity to be engulfed with his divine love. He wanted all of humanity to be close to his heart. At that time, the Solemnity of Corpus Christi was celebrated on a Thursday, and it was nine Thursdays after Holy Thursday. So once again, like right now, today, we're in the middle of what's called the Great Novena, the nine days that pass between Ascension Thursday and Pentecost Sunday. Ever since the first Novena of nine days of prayer of the Apostles, that number nine has been very powerful to us. Mm. We can do nine minutes, nine hours, nine days, nine weeks, nine months— We remember how the apostles were in fervent prayer. Nine, so over the course of nine weeks from Holy Thursday, the institution of Jesus uh, giving us the Mass and the priesthood, nine weeks pass. Hmm. On the ninth Thursday, after Holy Thursday, we celebrate what's called Corpus Christi, the solemnity of the body Hmm. and blood of Jesus Christ, him giving himself to us in the Holy Eucharist. It's such a huge day that for a long time in the life of the church, you celebrated Corpus Christi for eight days for a mm. full week. Wow. So the church would, for eight days following mm. the ninth Thursday after mm. Holy Thursday, always go and have processions every day with mm. the Blessed Sacrament around the churches, mm. around the cities, around the towns. We would be crying to the whole world that Jesus dwells among us in the Holy Eucharist. Mm. He is present among us in the Holy Eucharist, the Blessed Sacrament. When the Lord appeared, he spoke to St. Margaret Mary. He said, after those eight days of giving thanks and praise for me being present among you in the Holy Eucharist, that next day is a Friday. I want that Friday to be the solemnity of my most sacred heart. So you praise, you bless the Lord for the gift of the Holy Eucharist for eight days in the Holy Eucharist. And then once that's come to a close, the very next day, that Friday, is the solemnity of my heart. You celebrate, you kind of bring to a close that eight-day period of giving thanks and praise for the Holy Eucharist by then coming back to my sacred heart. And you receive Holy Communion. You see, it's not enough to just adore the Lord, be thankful for the presence of the Lord, but we must strive to be in a state of grace and then receive the Lord. When did we stop doing that? Well, the church... uh, I think, you know, it was either just before, during, or right after the council, it moved Mm -hmm. the Solemnity of Corpus Christi to a Sunday so that everyone could participate on the Lord's Day. The problem is when you disconnect it from Thursday and move it to Sunday, you kind of lose that significance of time. You lose all of the symbolism of the time, nine weeks having passed from Holy Thursday. And then once again, when you move it to Sunday, then it kind of puts the solemnity of the Sacred Heart on this random Friday, and you're really not sure. But when you understand what was going on on the calendar in the life of the church when he appeared, you understand for eight days— we sing the praises. We glorify God for the gift wow, of the Holy Eucharist. After those eight days have closed, that Friday, we attend Holy Mass and we hmm. uh, praise God for the gift of the heart of Jesus, the person of Jesus dwelling among us. And then we receive him. So it's like for eight days, you're processing with the Blessed Sacrament, praising God in the Holy Eucharist. And then on the ninth day, that Friday, you would receive our Lord and you'd pray the Mass in honor of his sacred heart. Wow. And for those listening, I don't know about your hearts, but my heart is just jumping. I'm, <laughs> thank you, Father, because I think what we're understanding is God has given us the remedy. Remedy to wipe out this evil. Remedy Absolutely. to bring the family back together. Remedy to be able to show love that you need to show. But before you can do that, we have to love Jesus We have to return that love. And he's given us an opportunity on this feast day. And again, 
The feast day is going to be on June the 24th this year. It's a Friday night, and our hope is at uh, the Sacred Heart Church downtown with Father Adam Streichenberg uh, that we he will have a Mass at 7 o'clock and a procession to St. John the Baptist, who's also feast day, that is, on June the 24th. And, and Father Adam shared on the program this week on St. Gabriel— it's every 28 years, Father, that those two feast days <laughs> yeah, line, line up. up. This yeah. is a special year. It's huge. And with a new bishop, with a new—that procession is marching in thanksgiving for our Lord. So go go to—we'll uh, be sending out information, but you can go to our website. We'll have information posted on uh, welcomesheart.com with that. Also, for those listening— we're going to talk about the webcast. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support us, whether it's just reoccurring a monthly cup of coffee, $10. Now it's almost $20. <laughs> or it's what, it's two tanks. About a cup of coffee. Yeah, it's two gallons of gas yeah. a month. Uh, whatever it is, we're looking to build up our reoccurring so that we can fulfill all of these requests that we're getting to promote the Sacred Heart. And there's a number of reasons why, but we just ask our listeners to put this at a forefront today. Because if you've heard this program, this is about Jesus. It's not about we started something here in Columbus. We're just trying to honor what our Lord wanted. But we did start something here in Columbus. <laughs> <laughs> we we started yeah. a new return that to the heart of Columbus Jesus. Columbus is the heart of it all. Amen. And Hallelujah. with our patron saint, St. Fra- Francis true. de Sales. One of the great preachers and teachers of the yeah. Sacred Heart. Yeah, yeah. It, Chuck, you just keep getting corrected. That is just terrible. <laughs> <laughs> out of love. With great love. Yeah. Well, the good news is I throw out the zingers, and then I'm waiting to get corrected. <laughs> and boy, do they boomerang yeah, right Because back. it says people hear, have to hear it twice. <laughs> All right, so Father, one thing in closing, we wanted to talk about ways to honor the, mm. the, the, the Sacred Heart. And um, so in so doing, one thing, um, we put the list together, and we'll put it out on the website, but set up a Sacred Heart shrine in your home. Absolutely. During the month. Yeah. What, what would you recommend? Just simple I just Flowers. do whatever you can do. Yeah, do whatever you can do. Get that image of our Lord's Sacred Heart in your home and put... The Lord's image, put the image of the Sacred Heart of Jesus where you are in your home. Don't stick him in a room and leave him there. Put him where and you I gather. I think you've even suggested moving it. Yeah. Move it to another location. Maybe you've gotten so used to having That's it so in the same yeah. location that you hardly notice. Yep. Well, change it up. Exactly. Yeah. And for those that have enthroned and so forth, Set up a renewal date, and the best yeah. day to do it is on the yep. feast. Absolutely. June the 24th. Yep. Uh, invite family members over. Have yeah. a dinner. Celebrate the yep. graces that the Lord wants to give you. Absolutely. And then another way is uh, Emily's book on the 12 promises. Start to understand why the Lord gave two action items, and the rest are all graces and everything is scripture, Father. That's true. Is that right? Yeah, that's Good. true. All right. <laughs> One to check. I affirm you. Yeah. <laughs> and the two action items are expose and honor the Absolutely. Sacred Heart yeah. and honor the First Fridays. 
So very simple for us to follow and so forth. And we don't have much time left in this broadcast, but Pentecost Sunday, what's coming up, prepare for Pentecost Sunday. Ask the Holy Spirit, plead with the Holy Spirit to really, you know, enliven those gifts in you because this is the time in our salvation history that we need the Holy Spirit more than ever before. And Father, yeah. share about what you'll be doing on Tuesday nights. Oh, um, if you have ever prayed the litany of the Most Sacred Heart and you hear those different invocations, those titles, and you've always wondered what those kind of mean, um, on Tuesdays during the month of June at 7 p.m. at Holy Family Church, we will be having an, uh, an evening catechesis. So every Tuesday at 7 p.m. at Holy Family Church in downtown Columbus, uh, once again at 7 p.m. at Holy Family Church, there'll be a catechesis offered on a few of the invocations from the Litany of the Sacred Heart every Tuesday. So they'll, they'll, just a, a handful of them will be taken out of the Litany and explained so that we know and we appreciate what we're referring to when we pray the Litany of the Sacred Beautiful. Heart. Yeah, just not a opportunity to kind of grow mm-hmm. in knowledge and love, you know. And, and I remember Joanne taking Chad down to St. Patrick's with the RCIA. So if you're listening, because it really helped our son be formed oh, in the yeah, church. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. So if you're listening, bring your children. Yeah. Let them mm-hmm. understand the gift of this. So true. And I know in closing, Father, this has been like a firewall. <laughs> it's just like you, you, you talk, it's like it's coming from all around the heart of Jesus. It's true. This is the month. That's so true. Uh, thoughts in closing, Father. I, you know, we cover a lot of ground. We've thrown out a lot of information for people to digest. The perfect summary is, if you know you need to be loved, hmm. just go to the one who loves best. Who and that's doesn't? Jesus. You know, all of us need peace. All of us need warmth. All of us need direction. All of us need help, mercy, um, assistance. It doesn't, if you know you need to be loved, go to the one who loves best. And that's the heart of Jesus. Go to the Lord. Well, you that know? sums it up, Father. And then just ask for the grace to love him to the greatest degree you can. You know, we covered a lot of ground. There's a lot to digest and consider. But, you know, at the end, it's just, do I need to be loved? I need to go to the one who loves me the best, you know. And everybody needs to be loved. We have a lot of lonely people. So true. So true. uh, So and there's a lot going on in this month that gives you an opportunity to grow in your love for the Lord and to accept his love for you even more. You know, so we just ask you to open your mind and participate, grow and attend whatever you can, however you can. And uh, invite you to join us as we unite ourselves and bring to a close this hour dedicated to the Sacred Heart of Jesus in this month of the Sacred Heart on this first Friday that is set aside for the heart. So we begin. Dear Sacred Heart of Jesus, we renew our pledge of love and loyalty to you. Keep us always close to your loving heart and to the most immaculate heart of your mother. May we love one another more each day, forgiving each other's faults as you forgive us our sins. Teach us to see you in the members of our families and those we meet outside the home, loving them as you love them, especially the poor and oppressed, that we may be instrumental in bringing about justice and peace. Help us carry our cross daily out of love for you and help us strengthen this love by frequent participation in the celebration of the Eucharist. Thank you, dear Jesus, for all the blessings of this day and guide us always to your heart. Amen. 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 This is listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, AM820 on WVSG Columbus and FM88.3 
WSGR, New Boston, Portsmouth.